Friday, and in the words of Brody Lee, you know what that means. It's time for everybody's favorite <laughs> wrestling podcast, Two Words, the only podcast out there left not sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> I mean, we're open to it, but I'm open to any sponsorships. <laughs> Manscaped, Kellogg's, give me some cereal. Kel- I'll make it happen. What if, like, we just threw it out there? Let's throw it out into the universe if WWE wanted to sponsor this podcast. It's not going to happen. But we put it out into the universe. (laughs) The universe doesn't like you that much. The universe hates you. (laughs) My name is John Berkey, and with me, as always, is my tag team partner, Matt Coker. Oh, yeah! And we have a fun show lined up for you today. Uh, we are going to talk about COVID-19, its impact on the wrestling business. Always a fun topic. Uh, just everybody's favorite. I mean... Oodles. Has Oodles anybody really been talking about it? <laughs> I don't I, I don't think anyone's even No, this will be like the yet. first this podcast. Was, if you haven't heard of COVID-19, this will be an informative one. And, and I know <laughs> that COVID-19 is technically a hyphenated word, which makes it... Does it make it one word? I, I consider that one word. Well, it's two words today. Okay. <laughs> and all you all you grammar Nazis can just take a week off. Um, uh, we're going to talk about COVID-19 and its impact on the wrestling business. We've got some Undertaker talk, and we're going to look at the upcoming Survivor Series. But first, there is so much to talk about. My gosh, yeah. Every what? five minutes, there's like another brand new article with different information than there was before. I mean, we, when we first started talking about doing this podcast, we're like, hey, we don't need to do a weekly show. I mean, not that much happens in the wrestling yeah. world in, in a week's time. We'll do it every two weeks. And, and like, now we're, we're, just, we're not even going to get to everything that has happened in the last two weeks. Yeah, I've got all this stuff written down. It's like, there's <laughs> just no way we're covering it. Um, but I, I guess first up, an easy topic. Cody Rhodes wants to run for Senate. <laughs> Says that realistically, he only has about five years of wrestling left. And when he's done, he'd like to help his home state of Georgia. He really think he only has five years left? He's, he used the phrase realistically. Huh. Um, which I think is weird because he now makes a living in a promotion full of 50-year-old men. Right. I mean, <laughs> His brother alone is, yeah, like, is many, many much more years older than him and has wrestled far longer. But he wants still to... Still out there. Yeah, he wants to, <laughs> he wants to get into politics. Um, I guess following the footsteps of Jesse the Body Ventura. Listen, man, I don't know if you've got the information that I have, but... If you haven't listened to Alex Jones, that's something you need to tune into because right. they're turning the frogs into <laughs> no, All right, Patriots. I have five German Shepherd puppies. You can go you can go to my house right now and count them, I swear, but I know you won't. 
that got away from us quickly. That was fun. Uh, also, Cody Rhodes gets to have his whole name now. That's he nice. won his whole name. Um, WWE was just like, fine, forget it. What are they going to do with it? <laughs> right. It's, like, it was almost just a... I mean, it was. There was no other excuse to hold yeah. on to it other than just a thumb in the eye. Like, what, you're going to start your own promotion? All right, well, you can't say your last name. It was just Vince McMahon <laughs> being Vince McMahon. And it's, but hey, they, they relented. They, yeah. gave, they gave it back. Um, yeah, I'm very glad they did. <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks on The Mandalorian. Did you catch that? I caught it. Caught it. I'm, really I'm neat. It was neat. It was good, good. episode overall. Yeah, because she only had like four lines, and most yeah, of them, and talks. most of them were shoot that guy. Like, yeah, it was and, it was highly focused on Katie Sackhoff, but yeah, still, which I mean, we're all focused on Katie Sackhoff, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but and there was a but there was a weird moment where they're like in a cantina and it, they're like having a conversation that she adds nothing to like she could not have been in the scene and it would have been the exact same scene except for one shot at the end where it, it goes a close up on her and she's like seductively slurping this octopus this CGI octopus leg <laughs> that she's eating from her soup it was so weird uh yeah i mean <laughs> what else i mean look i if i had the opportunity to be in a Star Wars property for 10 seconds and do the dumbest <laughs> thing. I could fall into a, 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 uh, a pit of Sarlacc, of a, pit. Sar, you know, a Sarlacc pit, just walking my space dog. Yeah. I'd do it just to say, hey, I was in Star Wars. So Just like in the background walking a space <laughs> dog. Were you in Star Wars? No? Yeah. Okay, then shut up. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Boom. Um, Jake Hager, formerly uh, Jack Jack Thwago, Jack Thwago, Jack Thwago, the people, um, uh, was on Talk Is Jericho uh, this week, last week, it was last week, yeah, and uh, made the claim that John Cena refused to drop the championship to him to to Jack, who was then Mister Money in the Bank, which is why the contract was eventually cashed in on Chris Jericho mm. because he's. John Cena like refused to do the work and people are giving him crap about it. I mean, I, I understand the, the reasoning to give John Cena crap about it, but at the same time, I also realize that once you become the big enough star in the company, you kind of have that right of refusal. No, I got to lose the Jack Swagger. Are you yeah. kidding me? No, thank you. And I wouldn't have wanted to lose the Jack <laughs> Swagger either. Um, and what, people have to realize is that 2010 John Cena is not the same as 2020 John Cena. Yeah. Like at that point, the only movies he had done were the Marine and he was going to do that year. He did legendary, which was a made for WWE movie with Danny Glover. Um, <laughs> and he was going to have a spot in the Fred movie. You remember Fred? Oh my gosh. From YouTube. Yeah. We try to forget, but it happens. Like he was, <laughs> I've, I've, I've happily not thought about Fred for at least seven years, and you've ruined that for me. Thank he you. was also a fun fact I didn't know. Uh, his first credit on IMDb, he was in Ready to Rumble. Oh, I did know that. I I did know that. He's like one of the gym rats in the back. Yeah, he's, he's an uncredited he's just, he's gym just, rat. He's just working there while I think it's Saturn is the main focus of that scene. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I remember that. Yeah. But I mean, so 
at that point, really, you're trying to make a name for yourself. You're trying to become the next rock um, who is at that point kind of becoming who he was going to become and showing guys who he who you could become. Yeah. And so, I mean, the one way to make sure you're going to be on TV every week is to have that belt. <laughs> and I'm not going to lose it to Jack Thwagger. <laughs> You got anything? I got plenty of things. Okay. Uh, talk about something. We got a, uh, first off, did you, I'm, I'm assuming you caught NXT last week uh, where Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano lost to who was Lost it? to Leon Ruff. Yeah. This like the lowest pole, guy on the totem pole. Lowest guy on the totem pole. And it was fantastic. It was the hilarious. He only set up that wheel to land on him. And uh, yeah, the can continued the curse of that <laughs> of that belt. Lost it right there. Yeah, and uh, it was hilarious. Uh, I do know that they're not planning on like pushing Leon Ruff. This isn't one of those like Paige situations where Paige's first night on television, she comes out and wins the title because they're going to push her. Yeah, this was just a joke win. <laughs> uh, so I w- this is being recorded before NXT that just happened. Uh, so I don't know if. They've already handed already it back, handed it off to but uh, it, it's certainly not going to last very long. But uh, it was great in the fact that he tried to put the belt on <laughs> up at the top, and it just fell. slid down. To the ground. Slid down. <laughs> I loved it. That was my favorite part of NXT this week. And like that's that's what people think. Like John Cena should do. Like oh, let me just let me just put some random guy over, which probably isn't what's actually happening, but. You know, Johnny Gargano and John Cena are not the same guy. Not at all. No. <laughs> We're not talking about the same people here. <laughs> um, a couple, um, well, a, a realization that I had watching SmackDown uh, and then Raw these past this past Raw, uh, watching SmackDown last week and comparing the heel characters now of Roman Reigns and the Miz. Yep, Miz, my favorite heel. He is. Hilarious in a way that you love to hate him. You love having him there. He's just annoying enough that you're like, man, I just can't wait till he gets punched in his stupid face. It's the, you know, fun stuff. Yeah, he's great. Roman Reigns backstage yelling at Jey Uso. Oh. I was wetting myself (laughs) watching it. (laughs) Roman Reigns is not a heel, he is a villain. And he is doing it well, in my opinion. This is the best version of yeah. Roman Reigns. Why have they not been tapping into this version of Roman from the beginning? A weird thing that I listened to um, is Mick Foley talking to Stone Cold one time. And Mick Foley said that he just gave Roman Reigns some advice. and was like, don't squint all of the time. Just stop <laughs> squinting. You're not Clint Eastwood. Just stop squinting. Just open your eyes. You want to be the next Stone Cold? Open your eyes. And I've noticed in the last few weeks, like, he has opened his eyes. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that is, that is better. <laughs> and a little haunting, is, a little terrifying. It is, it is. Yeah, I can see his <laughs> villainous eyes. And uh, one thing I keep meaning to bring up, this is the last thing on my list, uh, the new Raw theme song. Skillet was the – Skillet's Legendary was the theme song for – the last year, year or two, so, I maybe two years, year. I don't know. Not not very long, Mm-mm. but it was very good. But then, like, I think three weeks ago when they had the season premiere, I hear NF. Yeah. At the beginning, I'm like, what? Uh, NF's The Search. So this is, first of all, this is two Christian artists in a row yeah. now taking that flagship show's main uh, 
theme song spot, which is really cool. Away from Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> just, just remember that. <laughs> but uh, the the while I like the fact that they're using the search as the as the theme song, it's really cool. It's different from what they've done. They usually go for the heavy hard rock stuff. I don't think it's working <laughs> because was, every time it works fine in the intro, it's different. Yeah. But as soon as the announcers come on, you just hear an F in the back. Like, I can't hear what the announcers are saying. Turn an F off. <laughs> they need to get to the instrumental yeah. part. There's a little bit of instrumental. Just play that part yeah. while the announcers are talking. Yeah, you're the WWE. Just cut some stuff. <laughs> you can make this happen. I know you can. But anyway, I still think it's pretty cool. Two Christian artists in a row taking that, that spot. That is pretty cool. Um, so the big, the big news that just keeps getting traction upon traction upon traction, that when I heard the news, I was like, okay, who's going to care about that? Apparently... Everyone. <laughs> um, Zelina Vega has recently gotten released, got released, uh, was it Friday? Last, Yeah, I think it was last Friday. Last Friday. It was real um, quick. She sent out a tweet that said she support unionization, and then 11 minutes later, the WWE tweeted that they wish her luck in her future endeavors. <laughs> she got future endeavored, y'all. She <laughs> got knocked out. Um, which happens to all of the best. Like, I feel like every WrestleMania, like, during the the Hall of Fame, they should just do like a you know in memoriam thing, <laughs> like what they, they do at the Grammys. <laughs> but like future, future endeavored, endeavored twenty twenty, <laughs> and you can See. tell that this wasn't something. I mean, I know you're going to get into it. Yeah. But you can tell this is, wasn't something that was in the works because they have been doing you know on the show the shows uh, this week they've been showcasing the other wrestlers dressing up as the Undertaker. You know, thing photo shoot that they did to celebrate, you know, Undertaker Survivor Series. And Z- Zelina Vega was one of them and had a really cool cosplay version of the Undertaker with the white mask, that version. Yeah. And uh, then she got Future Endeavored, and now you can't find her on the WWE stuff anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can she's, only she's find gone. it on tweets and people that have stolen that picture. Uh, so, yeah, it was totally unplanned uh, to begin with. Yeah, so <laughs> what it seems is that um, we talked about last time, WWE came out and said there's no more third-party streaming, which mostly just attacked Twitch. Yeah. Um, Zelina Vega, who had started making money with Twitch, said basically said, like, I'm going to keep Twitching. I'm also going to open an OnlyFans account. Um, which don't Google search it. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, don't search that either. Because no need to. Um, and and I, I feel comfortable. Just it is a website where women can sell content uh, and you can purchase said content. And it is 95% pornography. I'm making those numbers up. Because <laughs> I don't know. I, I <laughs> 82% of people know that statistics are not accurate. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, uh, and she, she opened this account so that, um, and people could pay her money for pictures of her in their favorite cosplay. Right. Yeah. She didn't actually ever like remove her clothes or anything. No. In fact, she very specifically said, yeah. don't even, don't even try and ask. Which protects her from at least the scandal of that. Yeah. Uh, um, 
She's charging a lot of money for him too. Like I looked at the numbers, yeah. um, and it was like, holy crap, that is so much money for a picture. Right. It was a it was a good amount. Which you know she's she's been in the. I think we talked about this a little bit. She's been in the cosplay, you know realm for a long time she's very good at it yeah the first kind of taste we got of that was in i think it was an nxt battle royal where she came out dressed as vega from street fighter that was that was actually in or the was royal it the royal rumble, rumble. it was, was in the royal, the royal rumble, rumble. You're right, yeah she came out dressed as vega which was really cool um but yeah i think if nothing else i think it's a scam uh, to, to get more, to get more costumes, <laughs> like what you want me to dress up as this? Sure, buy me the costume yeah. and I'll do it. <laughs> it's a it's a Lex, <laughs> and then I'll have the costume. <laughs> it's a Lex Luthor scam. That's really what it is to just get more clothes. Hey, it's a smart move. <laughs> hey, you know you do you. Um, a WWE spokesperson, an unnamed spokesperson, because who's gonna who's gonna come out and say that? Uh, confirmed to Sports Illustrates Illustrated's Justin Barrasso that Vega real name Thea Trinidad was quote terminated for breaching her contract. Um, and so it seems that the company feels that she, they said, we don't want you doing Twitch anymore. And she said, well, I'm gonna. And then she also opened said OnlyFans account. And they felt like that was basically just to corner the <laughs> WWE. Um, and so they basically said, see Deuces. ya. Yeah. Get get on out of here. I mean, hey, I can't uh, can't fault her for trying to take a stand. I mean, she's I, f- I feel like she's in the right. I feel like in, all the Twitch streamers should be allowed to Twitch stream, even if like the main deal was like not capitalizing on their name. Okay, let them use their normal name, and let them keep streaming. But that yeah. wasn't given as an option either. Yeah, you know, Austin Creed streams as Austin Creed, not yeah. as uh, Xavier Woods. I don't see the problem. But yeah, I don't know. And and a lot of people, because of her tweet before in support of unionization, um, had thought it had something to do with with that tweet. That would have been such a swift firing. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Eleven minutes. (laughs) Hey, we saw your tweet. I think you know what's next. Like, um, and I don't know, maybe because I've just always, you know, been been against the idea of unions because I the only places I've ever worked be like I don't want a union for this job. Right. Um but I don't know. I, I feel like in in professional wrestling where there are so many different companies doing so many different things, you know, having one unified set of rules for contracts seems like it might be a good idea. I don't disagree with you in this one one instance here, because yeah. uh, I, I don't I don't know that I agree with unions unions across the board in like every arena, but yeah. just from the pure knowledge, everybody now knows how poorly WWE really treats their quote unquote independent contractors. Yeah. That yeah, giving them some leverage probably is a good idea. <clears throat> but and who knows? Who knows? Uh, and then uh, subsequently, probably not consequently, but uh, Alistair Black has recently requested to move back to NXT, and they denied that. And I don't know why, because it's not like he's on Raw or SmackDown. Right. Or I don't even know where he's drafted to. <laughs> I'm not sure where he landed I don't even know. two months ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he attacked Kevin Owens once. Mm-hmm. 
and they tried to make a big deal about it by never bringing him out again. Like they were like, Alistair Black attacked him. I was like, okay, but we haven't seen him in a month. That was a month ago. <laughs> Just lying and wait, waiting so, for his opportunity. So <laughs> who knows? Um, but yeah, you know, I, just a lot of stuff. A lot of guys want to go back to NXT, um, and and that's a story you get from a lot of people who are just like, you're not. I just want to wrestle. That's all I want to do. So send me send me back to NXT, and and I'll wrestle there, like they did with Finn Balor. Like it seems Balor, like a very. Uh, is it Tommaso Ciampa that said he doesn't want to get called up? He'll leave. Yeah, he has flat out said right. he's going to yeah, leave. Yeah. Um, Brody Lee said, you know, towards the end, he's like, send me back to NXT. And they were like, well, you know, what if, what if we could get you in over in New Japan? And he's like, great. And then I realized they don't own New Japan. What are they <laughs> promising me they can send me to Japan for? And they have nothing to do with that company. He's like, I just believed them. <laughs> I just believed they could, they could give me a contract in a company they don't work for. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know... That's showbiz, I guess. That's the biz. That's the biz. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to be talking about The Undertaker. Dung. That was not a. <laughs> that was not an ominous dung that I just made. <laughs> dung. Dung. No, not going to work. Can't do it. Can't do the echo. Yeah. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying dung really loudly. <laughs> Stay here. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So this weekend, the nerdy world was a buzz of Star Wars fans losing their ever-loving minds at the name drop of a couple big Star Wars characters on the most recent episode of The Mandalorian. And don't worry, no spoilers here. But come Friday, you could hear people losing their collective kyber crystals all around the world. There was screaming, jumping, yelling, throwing, and all of that was literally just me in my living room. I have no idea what other people were doing, but I know that there was a big reaction. Because those names being dropped meant a lot to people who were fans of those characters. The simple fact that the names were mentioned was enough to create joy and excitement and hope and all these other feelings because those names carried power and those names carried a strong association and there were plenty of people though who had no idea who those people were and that those names literally meant nothing my day actually started out friday morning getting texts of who is this person and spoiling one of the reveals and you know, I gave some grace in that situation, but the reality is our names alone carry an association. And for us, it's our responsibility that our names carry an association to who Jesus is and who God is. Because sometimes our names bring association to some things and others, but the reality is our names should carry weight with who Jesus is. There's this cool circumstance in Acts 19, like verses 13 through 16, where these people were trying to cast out demons using Jesus' name, but they didn't actually know Jesus. And 
I love it because one of the demons actually claps back at these people. And in verse 15, it says this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know and Paul I know about, but who are you? And then the demons beat the snot out of the person and they have to run away naked. So fun, you know, party story. But the reality is we aren't good enough on our own. Our names need to actually ring the truth of who Jesus is. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Road Morning Show, only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about what Faith and Fandom does, head over to facebook.com slash faithandfandom, where you can learn more about our podcasts, Comic-Con ministry, memes, and our book series that has seven volumes out with more on the way. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to Two Words. Um, uh, so this weekend we got Survivor Series coming up. Yes. And be, and in that they are going to be honoring the Undertaker. I'm excited. The Dead Man from Death Valley. And they're bidding it as like he's gone after this. They should be. So yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about the Undertaker here in just a minute. But last podcast we threw out into the universe. What if the Undertaker was a deacon at your church? <laughs> um, not actually. In, in further research, I'm not actually sure the Undertaker could be a deacon because he is married. He has been married three times, and in most churches, that disqual they they pretend that disqualifies you. Yeah, I think it would depend. I mean, depend it depends church. on how you read things. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's probably also not there enough. To really be a deacon. Yeah, I would he's, assume. He's got is. a schedule. Yeah. Um, uh, but you guys kind of came through. Not kind of. You guys came through. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> guys sort of, okay. kind of. You, you guys did okay. Uh, you you guys it came in through, and we're going to read some of our favorites. And so um, can you cue up Undertaker's music? Give me a little. Dong. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> All right, David McCalley chimed in to hashtag Deacon Undertaker with, you sleep in church, he summons a lightning bolt to wake you up. Pow! That, that, yeah. That would be... Terrifying. Oh, man. <laughs> I one time fell asleep in church, and when I woke up, I was like nine, I woke up and I slapped the pew next to me. Like, I just smacked it <laughs> as hard as I could. Um, it was very loud, so I can assume that's... <laughs> Nothing like what we're talking about. It only has to happen once. I just want to tell that story. (laughs) Adam Hughes writes, one thing it would not look like is you would never be assigned to hospital or nursing home visitations. (laughs) You imagine being sick in the hospital or being in a nursing home and seeing him headed towards your room. (laughs) (laughs) Like all the lights go off. The monitors are dead. Everything. And it just opens up. There's smoke and a bright light behind him. (laughs) A line of druids lighting the hallway. Yeah, he he just points at you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Our buddy Nick Oaks. Obviously, he would do this if you even thought about touching the thermostat. And, of course, 
the gif was the iconic throat slash with the tongue out and the eyes rolled back emanating certain doom yeah i feel like deacon undertaker would be a bailiff for the pastor like that's <laughs> that's what we're that's where we're how we're painting him is is the bailiff of of, of the, the church yeah, the enforcer john whaley is that how you pronounce it? I think so. I, I've never met him. Uh, John, if I pronounce your name wrong, I apologize to a fellow I, John. I don't apologize. Well, whatever. John Whaley writes, he'd pass the offering plates and make his eyes roll back until he's satisfied. You tithed enough. I mean, it is disconcerting. It's uncomfortable <laughs> when, just, he, when he does that, especially when it lasts for a long you. time. Just, I'm just going to keep doing this. <laughs> you just got to keep that wallet back it. open, buddy. <laughs> He just keeps pointing at the offering plate. Walking around with an open urn instead of a... (laughs) Oh, yes! 10% or greater! (laughs) I'm going to get 15%. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to go on a whole riff with Paul Bear. What if Paul Bear was an under, was a deacon at our church? He probably was a deacon at some point. He was a mortician. Was he an actual mortician? He was an actual from what I understand, he was an actual mortician. Wow. All right, uh Michael P. Mordanga uh said uh okay, this is like a like a, a, a discussion. It's a it's a it's a play. He Pastor, wrote a little play for a us. Tiny play. Pastor. And now for your mystery prayer partner, Lawler. Who's it going to be? Ring, 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 ring. Oh, no, wait. Not ring, 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 ring. That's the bell sound that I thought it was. It's not. It's the dong sound from (laughs) the Undertaker's thing. Look of fear on prisoner. This is hard to convey via... Michael, what are you you doing? Why don't, don't, Michael, you... Make a video of yourself <laughs> acting out this. The guy's mystery prayer partner way. was the Undertaker, and everyone quaked in fear. That's what it was. You'd have had to have been there. <laughs> Sorry, we ruined your joke, Mike. Finish, finish stronger, John. All right, Andrew Shields <laughs> writes: No one would wear masks. Everyone would just wear hats. Hey, Undertaker wore a mask for a brief period of time. I he over wore his a mask? face, over his eyes. I feel like his... Undertaker would wear a mask. <laughs> In the state of New Mexico, you better be wearing a mask. <laughs> you can't just trade a mask for a hat, Andrew. But you can use a bandana, which, you know, B.A. Undertaker did. That would that would make so. sense. That would make sense. So, uh, you know, let's just talk about Undertaker. They're doing this tribute to him. He debuted in, what was it, 1993? It was 30 years ago. <laughs> so it would have been 1990. <laughs> Um, debuted at Survivor at Series. Survivor, it's the first time we ever saw him. Uh, as part of, uh, he was part of um, Ted DiBiase's tag team. Yeah, or, yeah. Ted DiBiase's so. team. Yeah, I believe so. Um, and 30 years later. There's, yeah, it's, it's one of the most, most storied careers. He's maintained this character. For almost the entirety of it, he has been in kayfabe. Like, he didn't break kayfabe uh, nearly ever. Even when he transitioned into, like, different versions of himself. He was just It was guy. still all him. And, and name a dude who has been wrestling 
at this level for 30 years and there's one and it's Chris Jericho. Mm -hmm. Like that's a small, that's a small group. <laughs> small, yeah. That's a small table. I mean, that's, um, and, and, and it's a, it's, it's quite the table. You and Chris Jericho. Um, and what's, what's interesting is like nobody stays at one job for 30 years but the undertaker has figured out how to do it because he started wrestling independence in 1987, uh, for 19, from 1987, he wrestled in like WCCW and the American national wrestling Asi Alliance and, and all this other stuff. Um, in 1989 signed with WCW as mean Mark Callis. <clears throat> And then in 1990, he left WCW, joined WWE, and has been a faithful employee since 1990. And my favorite story about Survivor Series was that that was also the Survivor Series that that big egg was yeah. hyped and cracked over and the gobbledygooker came out. And Mark Calloway honestly thought, Vince is going to make me be that stupid chicken. I got to be the egg. Because <laughs> they didn't know what character he was going to play leading up to it. Whatever's coming out of that egg, I'm willing to bet it's going to be me. I'm going to be in that dumb egg. I'm going to be underneath. This is how I'm going to debut on WWF. Uh, man. <laughs> Praise what? the Lord that didn't happen. Yeah. Mm -mm. I mean, praise the Lord for him because he, we would not be talking about him right now if that was the case. Um, so what's your favorite undertaker moment? Dude, that's, a, that's an impossible task to, to, uh, come up with, but you know, the key things that stand out are the things that stand out to everybody. Like the undertaker mankind match, which was not so much like the, the wrestling aspect of it, but just the shock and awe. Like that's something you never forget. The, yeah, the hell nothing in the cell, like that had happened. The hell in the cell thing, the fact that things went wrong in that, and they had to just roll with it. Yeah, uh, and still just this massive storytelling campaign. My favorite story from that one is when uh, uh, mankind, Mick Foley, Mick Foley. <laughs> so sorry, Mick. Uh, when Mick Foley tells the story and, uh, they had set him on a, on a gurney and he asks Terry Fung, he's like, have I already been on a gurney once tonight? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well I, I have a rule. Yeah. I can't be on a gurney twice in one night. <laughs> I'm like that's such an odd rule to have already thought of. How many times have you been on a gurney that you were like, I can't do this two times in one night. I'm not gonna. Um, but if we're really talking about like favorite matches per se, um, the string of matches he had where he faced HBK twice and then Triple H twice for WrestleManias. Those, that, those were, four matches in a row. I actually wanted to talk about those because there were you had the two HBK and the two Triple H, mm -hmm. which were wrestling perfection. Absolutely. I mean WrestleMania twenty five nobody says Fantastic. that there's nobody that says that's not the greatest wrestling match of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but even before that, he wrestled Edge. Yeah. Edge was the year before 25. Um, CM Punk was WrestleMania 29. So, I mean, you have six matches that were the best matches. And you could put those against any six matches anywhere. Yeah. And then he loses the streak to Brock Lesnar. And something happened. I mean, that did something to The Undertaker. Yeah. Because... <clears throat> After that match, you know, he, he'd only come back once or twice a year, but he came back, you know, even WrestleMania 31 when he faced Bray Wyatt, you could just tell, like, this isn't the Undertaker we saw 
at Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania 28. Yeah. Um, and then he did SummerSlam against Brock Lesnar, and that was that was really you know kind of okay. It was a SummerSlam or Survivor Series. I think he did both. Whichever one it was, that's one of my most recent favorite moments. Not the match itself, the but laughing. in leading up to it. No, not the laughing was good. <laughs> but no, it was leading up to it on, a, I think it was a Raw, where they got into a scuffle and like literally the entirety of the back locker room came out to separate them. And uh, uh, Brock Lesnar goes, I'm going to kill you. And Undertaker replies, you're going to have to. And I'm just like, oh, come on, <laughs> well, baby. I love you again. We're That's back. the Undertaker. We're back, baby. Undertaker's back. But, you know, he had such a <laughs> such a string of unfortunate moments. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, there was that, a long stretch where you're like, he's got to stop. He please. had the Goldberg match, mm-hmm. um, which was which should have been so much more. And, and these are out of his control. Yeah. The, the match against DX. Um, oh and, gosh! And where, where Shawn Michaels bad. got hurt, and it just that was bad for rough. all four of them. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think actually Kane came out looking the best in that yeah. match, huh. which is yikes. That's rough. <laughs> but you know, then he did, um, then he did that cinematic WrestleMania the, yeah, against AJ Styles. Just and to me, you know, we always knew that the end of Undertaker's career was going to be him getting on a motorcycle and riding off into the proverbial night. Mm-hmm. Um, little did we know we were going to get him actually riding off mm-hmm. into the night. But, you know, to me, that was such a perfect send-off for him. And, and it, you know, it comes the, not really at an opportune time. It was it was kind of a secondary to what they probably wanted to do because, you know, obviously you want to have a WrestleMania match yeah. in front of 80,000 people. Right. But just that, you know, the way that they were able to shoot it, the way the fact that he was able to be in control of everything that happened, nothing in that match happened that he didn't approve of. And then he, he gets on his bike, Metallica starts playing, and he rides off into the sunset. Yeah, it was it was... A fantastic storytelling experience, and I think in a way would have been uh, better than anything they would have come up with live. I can't imagine another way to do it. Yeah. Um, and what's, what's so great is he won that match. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it is, it's not even just commonplace, like it's a standard. You, you lose, lose your, your last, last match. match. Yeah. Kurt Angle did it, Batista did it, Shawn Michaels did it, Ric Flair did it. Like you lose. But I've, I've I've always had the opinion if there's one person who deserves to have that rule broken, it's the Undertaker. And that's how much they respect him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just that's and that's because he's earned that respect. Yeah. he has been the the stalwart of WWE for these thirty years. Yeah. He has when when everybody was jumping ship to go to WCW, he was offered. He said, "Heck no." Yeah, he was going to stay. He was going to fight for WWE and. Uh, that was the right decision. And there was a long stretch of time where WWE was on his back. He might not have been the main face of the company. He was never the, he was never the rock. He was never Stone Cold. He was never Hulk Hogan, Mm-mm. but he was always the character that you knew would strike fear into those people. Yeah. And that made him a different level altogether. Yeah, and you you like you, you hear that music, and even as he's like a fan, you hear that music, and you're like, "Oh, Undertaker's coming out." I don't even care what version of Undertaker right. I'm getting. Like, I just, 
I need. And who else could have an entrance that can take 15 to 20 minutes? Oh, my gosh. And you stay captivated the whole time. Watch him. <laughs> like, yes. Yes, Undertaker. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's going to get on the ring. He's going to get on the side of the ring. He's going to lift his hands. And the smoke's going to come up. There it is. Hey, he did he the thing. Ready. He did the thing. He put care. the hat on. And he <laughs> kneeled down and lifted up, and it was—it's amazing. It's captivating. Every I guess. Time. I guess what we're trying to say is, uh, you know, we're bummed that the Undertaker is finally hanging up. Like that's the end of an era. Like, or is it? It better because be. there's still it, rumors <laughs> that there's one more match coming, and it might get set up at some at a. Survivor Series. Who's it, who's it, who? Who do they think? The actual literal re- most recent rumor that I've heard is the one that's always the rumor. Sting. Everybody, including The Undertaker, keeps saying that's the one match they got to have. Sting says that's the one match he's yeah. got to have. And if there was one final match for both of them, that would be the one. But... They're so old now. They're so old, Sting <laughs> got hurt. However, if they pull another cinematic one, they could do that. It could be cool. Yeah, that uh, would be a really dark one. But if if this is the end, uh, I think we're all fine with Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it should be. The end. There's nothing, and uh, I think I speak for for Matt and myself and everyone here at at Two Words and the Love Thy Nerd. Uh, podcast network. Thank you, Taker. Absolutely. We will now play the gong 30 times. (laughs) Sorry. No, no, we're not doing that. We might do that. (laughs) It's not a bad idea. I may do that tonight. Just just out of solidarity. We all at once at 9 9 p.m. Eastern, we're all going to go out and yell, Dong! Dong! Uh, Loose cow in around 17. Uh, we'll see. All right. We'll be back. We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways, and you might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or a phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. I'm here to help. Today's word is kayfabe. This is a term from the world of pro wrestling. It means keeping up the illusion that pro wrestling is not scripted. This is a complicated concept, but the basis of kayfabe is wrestlers making sure that the fans believe that what they're seeing is 100% real and not scripted or fake in any fashion. Even as recently as the early 2000s, WWE did their best to keep up the kayfabe, but as the internet became a growing thing, kayfabe started to go out the window. The final nail in the coffin came with the launch of the WWE Network as they began to create 
several behind-the-scenes documentaries of wrestlers in huge feuds chatting happily before and after big matches. However, even today, we do see certain characters such as Bray Wyatt's The Fiend, who try to never have an out-of-character persona anywhere online. The longest-running kayfabe persona was The Undertaker, who's hardly ever broke character for nearly 30 years, but with the recent five-part series Undertaker The Last Ride, he finally took off the facade and shared about his entire career breaking kayfabe. Hope this helps. Come back next week for another nerdy definition. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio First? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at LTNOnAir.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app and favorite LTN Radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back once again. I talked about at the beginning of this podcast that our two words were COVID-19. I brought out the fact that that was a hyphenated word, and I know it only counts as one. And my producer during the break has informed me that I can't do that. It's against the rules. It's it's. If there's one thing we don't break in wrestling, it's rules. It's rules. Unless we're asked to. (laughs) Unless it's an extreme rules. So our two words this week, uh, after a short brainstorming session, virus vacancy. Where, uh, yeah, pandemic basically shut down all audience attendance. A pandemic pull apart. (laughs) Uh, uh, COVID cross uh, body to the... No, I got nothing. But COVID has radically changed the world. I mean, we're all wearing masks now. Um, the state of New Mexico just got shut down a, completely for a second time. After what I was told, we were doing the best of anybody else. And now we're apparently doing the worst of everybody else. Yeah, so, it was a real quick turnaround. Very quick, very quick to be scolded. Um, uh, but we're all wearing masks, and that seems to kind of be helping. We're social distancing. That seems to kind of be helping. Uh, Kenneth Copeland tried blowing a raspberry at it, and that uh, unfortunately, yet unsurprisingly, didn't help. It just spread more of it. That's a lot of spittle, Ke- Kenneth. I loved his uh, his hype men behind him. <laughs> COVID-19. COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but all sports and all sports entertainment has been changed big time. I mean, television shows can't record this or can't, can't tape the same way they used to. Um, you know, sporting events now, there's there's no crowds in sporting events. and uh, Or very little. Yeah. Baseball, baseball kind of started with having like posters of people like cardboard standouts and you could pay to have uh, a a cardboard stand in um the nba kind of they put up 
screens and you could like one solid flat screen yeah yeah and you could uh you could like videotape you could webcam webcam into (laughs) into the thing and uh and the wwe for the longest time there was nobody then they went to the performance center and added some other wrestlers and like people who were standing around Yeah, backstage they put up the plexiglass and people started like beating on it like they were at a hockey game um uh which was still a step up. A- it was a step yeah. up from nothing. Uh, when <laughs> now, now we have entered the Thunderdome. Thunderdome. It's the most interactive experience in all of sports <laughs> entertainment. Um, and it it took uh, fifteen minutes for someone to break the rules. <laughs> yeah, we talked very, about that last very week. quickly. Um, <laughs> That happened. AEW moved into uh, the Daily Place, which is, I, I guess, it's like it's a outdoors. Building. Yeah, it's it's an indoor outdoor, indoor arena. Outdoor they have a roof on it and like a like a thing. It's a really cool arena. I'm assuming Tony Khan owns it. Yeah. Um, and uh, Impact is still wrestling in front of an empty room. But they don't have anybody. They don't have anybody. I Last I saw at Slammiversary, there was nobody. Oh man. Well, I mean, it's just like WrestleMania. Yeah. WrestleMania, there was nothing. It was so awkward. It was I mean, ominous. They, they, I mean, they did a good job with what they had at the time, but it was just like you knew this. There were like two months leading up to this. We're like, you, you kind of know this is coming down, right? <laughs> You're going to come up with a plan, right? You're going to do something. And it, was, it was like a week and a half before they were still like, they still hadn't said right. anything about canceling. <laughs> like, no, we're, we're still good. We're good. Like, we're there good. are people flying from <laughs> Germany to watch this. There are hotel rooms yeah. being booked. <laughs> but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't bad. <clears throat> it was It was definitely weird, but the matches were still decent. Yeah. They worked with what it they was, had. It was all right. Um, it was much better than I expected it to be. But you saw, like you said, they, then they eventually put the plexiglass up. Went to the performance center, had people in the back and other wrestlers, and uh, a lot of people that we don't even see that are in the performance center but haven't like reached TV level, and uh, that added a lot. And uh, I think AEW had been doing that already before they did it. AEW, had, yeah, they started yeah. doing that, and they started having wrestlers. Now they still have wrestlers, but they also and have they some have like people crowd spread out, of, yeah. Um, but having that change, having that just a few voices in there booing and cheering, yeah, that was a big big step up. But the Thunderdome, which you you mentioned, um, you mentioned this was like the biggest <laughs> biggest yeah. uh, interactive experience. It really is, and then at the same time, it's not. Uh, and it really struck me when we when I watched this last uh, week's Raw and and uh, Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton were were having that championship match. And they hear eventually you hear the chant, this is awesome, bah, 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 bah. and I'm like, this is cool. This is like, wait a minute. They're not <laughs> they're, chanting they're that. Not they chanting can't do that. that. I'm watching people in the background. <laughs> There's they're no way they could coordinate a chant that. from their individual homes. This is a lie. So it's like it's like partial. Yes, those are real people watching. That's really cool. And then there's the partial of every cheer, every boo, every chant that I'm hearing is being piped in through a speaker it's fake. but it's more it's much more palatable it is it like is it's true. it's almost if you take yourself out of that yeah. realization it's better <laughs> i mostly forget at some point there's like a point where i'm like okay i don't i i'm just watching wrestling i do like their setup a lot better like than the nba you know the nba was just it's just like one two big panels yeah. flat panels and they just put 
people in the little seat spots. Having the the like rows of people that goes back and back and back, just like it was in a coliseum yeah. setup. That that gives it a better feel. That gives it that kind of stadium feel, even if you know it is clearly different. Um, how do you get into the Thunderdome? Like, how do you get on there? Yeah, I don't actually know. I've never researched it. We should try to get on. I'm sure it's to a easy. Thunderdome. Anyway. We should try to get in on the Thunderdome. So uh, next Raw or SmackDown, <laughs> like, look out for us. Watch out for us. Maybe we'll be in the background of a match, and we'll give everybody a thumbs up, yeah. and, and that'll be great. Um, uh, so, yeah, so the new looks are fun. Uh, a big change with uh, that has come down is the rosters. Yeah. So uh, a quick lesson for anybody that, that may be listening that's not – is super into wrestling. You have three major wrestling companies in the United States. You have Impact, All Elite Wrestling, which we, we refer to as AEW, uh, and the most famous of them would be the WWE. Now, up until this year, WWE has been at the top. This is mainly due to brand recognition and longevity, and they have the most money. And because of that, they've had the ability to have a very full roster, full of uh, really talented guys, full of whatever talent they want. And uh, it kind of seems like they, a lot of times they get talent and then just don't use them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's, that's kind of, we'll get to that in a second. But AEW would be the next down uh, financially, I guess, or, or size-wise, recognizably-wise, um, largely due to them focusing on getting popular talent um, and essentially running WCW Part 2. I mean, they're on TNT. Um, their, 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 their ring setup and everything still looks very, very similar to the old WCW, and they're backed by uh, by billionaire Tony Khan, who owns the Jaguars, and I'm sure a whole bunch of other stuff. And the fact that they are number two at this point is amazing, given that their, just their show has only been a year. Yeah. Yeah. They've done 50 five episodes or whatever. <laughs> um, and then uh, impact is rounding out the pack by mostly just existing, which it's, it's what it's always done. It, it just, <laughs> they've always been there. They're, they are the rock. Do they still use a six sided ring? They do not still use a six sided no? ring. Okay, they use, good. they, they switched to uh, they switched to four here a while back. <laughs> They're now just a solid circle. There's no, <laughs> no turnbuckles. <laughs> just <laughs> trying to figure out how that would work. It just wouldn't. Um, and then COVID comes along and WWE runs into a problem because now they don't have ticket sales. Um, and, and if you think about that, you know, they're, they're coming up on WrestleMania. And if you sold, you know, in the 80,000 seats that are in Raymond James Stadium, not including all the seats you can cram onto the actual field, yeah. you know, you charge 400 bucks, which would be the cheapest ticket at WrestleMania if, if it was even that low. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at losing a substantial chunk of change, plus all the meet and greets and, and everything else that happens with money, and it just being the biggest night of the year. And so uh, in April, right, uh, was it right before WrestleMania? Was what? That they, that they made all of the, uh, that, they, that they cleaned out their roster. No, I think it was after. It was right after. And, ge- was, and generally, yeah. they do they do a, a roster purge right after 
WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, but they had, they, they released about $4 million in contracts. Um, and we're, we're now at the point where we're seeing uh, other promotions scooping up those contracts and it's pretty, uh, it's pretty exciting. I mean, you know, notably that got cut Kurt Hawkins, uh, Gallows and Anderson, Eric Young, Heath Slater, EC three, the revival, Zach Ryder, um, Deanna Perrazzo, uh, you know, a, a lot of people that, uh, when we heard their names, it's like they got fired. Right. Mike Kyoto got fired for real. Yeah. Mike Kyoto. And, and I, I, I was listening to him and, and he, he was saying that he was not expecting that, that he had just gotten a new contract. He had just gotten a raise in money. And apparently somebody's like, you know, we're, we're just looking at it. He said, he's a, Basically, somebody had to have looked at it and said, "Oh, we can lose his money." Yeah, <laughs> he's just a referee or whatever. You know, after being with the company for thirty-five years, and then they furloughed a lot of people on top of that. Furloughed a whole bunch of people, backstage people. Um, our boy Josiah Williams. Our boy, our boy Josiah Williams. Got I like furloughed. that he's. I like that he's our boy now. <laughs> like, I've never talked to him. We've barely had any interaction in real yeah. life, but he's our boy. Um, I love love the guy. And what was probably the plan was to furlough people because we were all told two weeks and we're done. Like two weeks of COVID. Yeah. And we can go back to normal. 15 days. So they cut those contracts for, for a while. They figured, okay, they have not, all of them have 90 day non-compete clauses. We can just cut them. We won't have to pay them for three months, and then bring back, we'll, yeah. we'll bring them back, and they'll be happy to come and work for us. Which is shady, but eh. that's super shady. But, but you know, uh, we're talking about this company is going to corporate. You know, that's what they're going to do. <laughs> um, and then three months later, and COVID is worse than it was before. Raging. We're all locked down, uh, and they just can't afford to bring... I'm, well, maybe they could. They probably could afford to bring all those guys, but they what would they do with them? I, I think even now, still, we're in this... They're in this mode of who knows how long it's going to be yeah. before we have uh, ticket sales. So, yeah, I can see them like, maybe let's not, even if they could afford to do it then. But I'm, I'm pretty excited about all of it because it, you know the bottom line is... A lot of these guys were being underutilized, yes. in my opinion. Yeah. So I think there's good opportunity here. Um, so I, I guess the big question is who made the best of this? I mean, who was who who came out the other side up? <sighs> I mean, at one point I would have said AEW because they then got to kind of swoop in and pick up some of the best. But at the same time, even then, while they've had a few the, that were let go jump in on the brand, not many of them have like stayed on the brand. Yeah, they've been there for a couple of weeks as like this featured thing, like Matt Cardona. Yeah, Matt Cardona came out, did this really cool, um, you know, guest appearance for a few weeks, but then he was gone. You know, it's it, and he said as much. Yeah, and it wasn't a it wasn't a situation where like AEW just swooped in. Picked everybody that WWE dropped off and then just had a giant new roster to add to their own that they'd have forever. Um, and so I think, I think three, you know, three months into it, I would have said, yeah, they're definitely in the best position. But now I feel like, I don't know, I feel like uh, WWE is actually kind of capitalizing on the whole COVID-19 thing. I feel like even though AEW has fans in the stands, 
the feel is still much bigger on WWE. Oh yeah. Uh, and Although also it's, it's good that, that AEW has people. Yeah. Because it, for one very specific reason, uh, they cut Jericho's theme song in the middle of the theme. Yes. And so they so cut they it so singing. that people will sing it. And I, I, in my head, I was just imagining him coming out and they cut the cut the music real sharp and it's just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happens. Um, and with WWE, I think the reason, the, the main reason I think that they are coming out ahead in this is that because they got rid of so much talent, it has given them this opportunity to actually focus on telling full stories with the talent that they have and not putting too many people to the wayside. They've been, they've been doing a lot better in utilizing talent, even if it's not, you know, all in, in like, we'll, we'll say like with the Hurt Business. Hurt Business story... Last year might not have made any real waves. Mm. This year, even though MVP doesn't really wrestle all that much, even though most of them don't wrestle all that much, they're a faction that, you know, turns heads. It, it tells good stories, uh, gets involved with a lot of different folks on the roster, and you're, you're interested in the story. Even if you aren't all that interested in those characters, the fact that they're actually building a real storyline around it and the machismo and all that, they've had some failures. They had Raw Underground. That was a dud from the very first night yeah. that they really clung on to for a long time, but luckily they got rid of it. Yeah. Um, I, just, I, I think they're in a. I think WWE's in a really good place. I think EW's in a, an okay place too, but I'm not sure that they've progressed as much. AEW, that's my opinion. Kind of really. Once all this happened, though, they kind of had all the talent they wanted. That's kind of what true. it seems like. You know, and a lot of people went, "Oh, well, you know, Zack Ryder, Mark Cardona's, um, he got fired, and." Everybody went, oh, well, obviously he's going to go to AEW because him and Cody Rhodes are best friends. Right. And Cody Rhodes is like, I- I'm running a business here. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's a good wrestler. He's a t- very talented wrestler. He's a good friend of mine. But he's always buying toys. But I got, you know, I, we've <laughs> every, got who we need, you know. Every time we try to go to a different town, it's like, I need to go to Toys R Us. I, I need to go. To- <laughs> I just don't have time. It's a, it's a logistics thing. I don't have time. <laughs> I think that if I was a furloughed or cut uh, a or WWE wrestler, I would be really upset every time Retribution gets on screen because right. I would just stare at it and think, I got fired for this. <laughs> I got fired to give uh, Donovan Devonovic a chance to really – for Dio Madden, I got cut for this? That or, or the freak. Just both of those can, <laughs> can just <laughs> kick rocks and we'd be fine. I'm why do they why do they double down on Lars know. Sullivan? Nobody wants Lars Sullivan, guys. Of all the Get people, him off the television. All the people. Honestly, I I thought that um you know there's a there's a lot of people that really made well in this you know diana perrazzo who not a lot of people know of you know she had one match on raw and she was in nxt she had one match on raw and then she was fired like three weeks later yeah um she left being a mid-card women's division on nxt showed up on impact and it was women's champion knock knockouts champion and is like one of the top female performers uh 
in there. Um, so I probably would have said her at first. I think that Miro, Rusev, I mean, yeah, that dude has has figured it out. Him and Lana are still married, right? They are still married. That's got to be weird, being on two separate brands. But we have the same thing with Moxley and uh, and uh, Renee Young. Renee Young, yeah. Uh, Renee is gotta be pa- weird. Pa- Paquette. Is, is that her, her real name? name? Yeah. <laughs> well, she doesn't work for the WWE anymore, though. Right. So I know, but it, uh, but it was for a really it long had to time. Have been, it had, yeah, to it had to have been, been very strange. strange. Um. Uh, so I think that the 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 people who made the best call was probably AEW just by not hiring everybody they could get their hands on. True. Yeah. Which on the other side, Impact said, "I will take." Give me, all, give me, give me. I will take all of it. Will you work for Day Old Donuts? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally got a what lot we of them. We currently wrestle <laughs> in the back room <laughs> of a Dunkin' Donuts. And they <laughs> I mean Lord bless Impact. They try so hard <laughs> to make themselves feel and sound legitimate. Hey, you know I, what? They had some of the biggest names a long time ago. They did. They've had Mick Foley on there. They've had Sting on. The Sting had a long run on Impact as Joker Sting and everything. Yeah. Well, I guess TNA is what it was back then, but still, <laughs> I mean, it, they, they had a season. They did Slammiversary, <laughs> and Deanna Peraza comes out. And currently, Matt Stryker is not Matt Stryker. There's a he was. It might be Matt Stryker. I gotta look it up. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, he was he was a backstage interviewer for WWE for a long time. That sounds right. Impact commentary. We're the slowest Googlers. Silence. Um, why can't I just find it this way? I I just want to Google it and then tell me who it is. What is it? We're going to keep talking until we find it. (laughs) What is this? I don't know what this is. Milford High School. It was not (laughs) American professional wrestler, Brian Warman, former American professional, better known by his ring name, Matt Stryker. Okay, yeah, Matt. Uh, Josh Matthews. Josh <laughs> Matthews. It's a lot of time spent on Matt Stryker. Nobody cares about you, Matt Brian Stryker. Warman. But Matt Stryker is a commentator for the is is a commentator for Explosion, whatever that is. <laughs> That's how little I know about Impact is Explosion. Josh Matthews, okay, I know Josh Matthews. He's now. their he's their lead commentator, and I remember somebody said something like, "Oh, Deanna Perazzo just got out of the penitentiary up there in Stanford. Oh, you you spent some time there in that penitentiary up there." It's like you're Impact Wrestling, and I need you to remember that. <laughs> I need you to remember who you are. Can you do that for just a minute? <laughs> I also oh, believe man. that uh, Heath Slater is a future WWE champion. This is really just cemented. That's going to happen. Oh, absolutely. He's going to leave. He's going to get six inches taller and put on 90 pounds of muscle. Just like the former just, two members of 3MB yeah. did. And he'll be the next Drew McIntyre. And and they'll reform 3MB, but it'll be three meaty boys. <laughs> I mean, Drew McIntyre has has made it well. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember the other Jinder guy's name. Mahal. Jinder Mahal felt forced. 
They're like, we got a new deal with Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put the belt on Jinder Mahal. Like when, like when Mansoor won the the rumble there in. He won like the greatest the fifty man Royal <laughs> right. Rumble yeah. in Saudi Arabia. And I was like, Mansoor, really? <laughs> I saw Mansoor uh wrestle live one time. We went to a to an NXT house show, which is the closest to independence mm-hmm. you'll ever see. And uh he wrestled Keith Lee and someone yelled, Rip his nipples off, Keith Lee. <laughs> and they both were locked up and he just they both looked up and stared <laughs> at the guy like behind me. <laughs> And they were like, what's wrong? Like, Keith Lee goes, what's wrong with you? <laughs> we're, we're, we're wrestling. We're wrestling. You man. know that, right? This is, you need to calm down. Um, but yeah, Monsoor, let's never forget. Uh, and then, like, nothing happened. Yeah. Um, his all Saudi Arabian fan service. That's in fact, all that in was. fact, Mansoor was so forgettable. I thought that he was uh, Mustafa Ali. <laughs> I thought they were the same person. That's borderline racist. I think. Which, right which uh, did, you, did you know? That's how you pronounce his name, Mustafa. 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 It's not Mustafa. This is a Kamala got, Harris situation. He got really <laughs> mad. He got really mad on uh, on the raw after show and he's like said Mustafa because everybody keeps calling him Mustafa and he's like he, like all he, the commentators told, and everything too, yeah he right? told yeah. Charlie Caruso he's like he's like how do you pronounce my name she's like Mustafa he goes no it's Mustafa and my first thought is not if you want to keep your first name right <laughs> now you're Ali <laughs> now now you're Ali again <laughs> way to go um so we have all been saying Mustafa wrong this whole time and we should feel bad about it I've been saying it so long this way I'm not changing now that's how this works <laughs> <laughs> the thoughts and opinions of Matt Coke do not reflect the thoughts and opinions of love thy nerd two words podcast or LTN radio in any way shape or form um <laughs> I feel like we've kind of beat that that horse yeah. dead, and now we're talking about Mansoor. That's true. So let's <laughs> let's move on. Uh, we didn't. We made a mistake, and we didn't cover full, full gear. gear. Forgot all about it. I just completely yeah. forgot, and I don't want to be a WWE podcast. That's true. That's not. It's that's mainly not what we're going to talk about, but that's not. We don't want to exclude I, the others. So <laughs> I'm going to try to do as many as many as possible, with the exception of Impact, because I'm not. I'm not watching those. And no, thank you. I'm yes. just not watching them. <laughs> I'll right watch now. the YouTube. Uh, I'll watch 12 minutes highlights. of someone else talking about impact. <laughs> I will not watch impact. I'm just not going to do it. Um, <clears throat> but let's, uh, let's talk about survivor series. We got survivor series coming up this week. All right. Uh, and, and it sounds like it's going to be some fun. So uh, let's go down the match card. What do we have first? All right. Well, first off it's uh, and a re- reminder. This is being recorded before the go home SmackDown. Yes. Uh, so we don't know all the updates. Some of these TBDs might be filled in, but we're just going with what we got. So Women's Survivor Series match, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Lana versus Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and then two more to be determined. And I guess Peyton Royce got added to that later because... Peyton um, Royce and Lacey Evans got added yeah, later. Yeah, because... Uh, Mandy and Mandy Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Which both can we got just can we injured. just be nice to Dana Brooke for fifteen minutes? <laughs> Come on. So uh, she just got dumped by Batista. So what do you think is going to happen here? Um. Or what do you want to happen? Here? I both. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure what I want to happen. And then this is a fun show because like there's really no story to that's tell. That's kind of always what this is. Yeah, it and really is. And that's a, it's kind of a nice break. A fun it's, night. It's a good. It's a good. Just one one versus the other. Um, I like the SmackDown women's roster better. I think at the end of the day, um, whatever happens, what would be smart is to set up uh, the next pay-per-view, which was TLC, because TLC is the December pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Set up TLC, WWE, I know you're listening. (laughs) Let me just give you some free advice. Set up uh, a TLC match between uh, Nia Jax and Lana. Absolutely. Make it a tables match. Make it the first ever women's tables match. You've already put Lana through a table seven times. There's been plenty of tables matches for women. Okay. (laughs) But then again, they do label everything the first version of this ever, when that's clearly not true. This is the first (laughs) ever women's pay-per-view with Nia Jax. Um you know, set set it up. You've already put Lana through a table seven times. No, it's nine. It's, it's nine. Up to th- nine. We're up to nine now. <laughs> we're up to nine times through a table. Um, they did a whole countdown this last raw. Oh my goodness! Every single time. So so whatever happens, I I hope that's kind of the direction we're setting up for the next pay per view. Yeah, that's um, that's what I want. I, I think SmackDown's going to win. Most of these, just because they're still really pushing hard, the SmackDown brand now being yeah. the key brand. I think Carmella is going to come out for the SmackDown brand. Uh, quite possibly. Um, I think SmackDown wins. I think Nia Jax tries to blame Lana. And what I want to see is Lana and then maybe a few other people from few of the women from SmackDown or something like come to Lana's defense and Naya gets thrown through a table. That would feel like the right thing to do after two months of Lana getting thrown through the announcer's table every week. But here, here's just the thought. What if Naya gets mad and she picks up uh, Lana, throws her through a table, and immediately uh, Sean Spears' music hits and he comes back as the perfect 10? <laughs> perfect 10. <laughs> Just for one, because he's married to Peyton Royce, it's that'd be possible he'll be be there. Um, they're married, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're, I think they're married. Another weird situation. All right, hey, by the way, did you know? I don't know if you knew people living in one house that's too lean of a household. (laughs) I didn't know if you knew that Sean Spears' entrance music is a Josiah Williams original. I did not know that. Next time you watch him coming out, listen, our boy listen Josiah for, Williams. Listen for our boy Josiah Williams playing him out. Really good. Love All right, it. what's next? <laughs> uh, the list I got here. I got Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. I'm glad, yeah, because because Drew McIntyre just won on on Raw, which yes. you knew was going to happen. I'm glad too. I'm done with Orton. Orton's great, but look, you've you've had enough. Well, you you have to set up Orton getting to 16 championships. That's true. So that him and Cena can do a thing. That's true. Um, for 17. Like, yeah. They'll figure out a way to do that. I actually mapped that out. <laughs> that would be gonna, all right. You, you already got one for free WWE. The next <laughs> one will cost you. Um, and it's a doozy of an idea, I promise. Uh, 
Yeah, I, li- I like this match. I think this is a this is going to be a very good storytelling technical match. It's two guys who walk in with a whole lot to prove. Um, I wish that they hadn't done the the big entrance with the kilt and the and the claymore on yeah, Raw. Like I wish they had saved that, that yeah. for something. It was a cool moment. It was though. a really cool. And they moment, were trying though. to build up that as kind of a pay per view level match on a Raw. Which I get. I I pick Roman to win that one though. I feel like Roman's gonna win, or it's gonna be a screwy finish where we yeah. don't have an actual winner. I think Roman has to win. Yeah. Um, I don't think Roman can lose, but he might not like win win. Yeah. And I also don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. But I feel like they. I feel like WWE really wants to push both of these guys, and so if nothing else. Roman's either going to cheat or it'll be a, a no no win situation. Something like that. But yeah, Roman will come out the victor one way yeah. or another, yeah. I believe, just because he's not going to be underhanded. Yeah, I like that. Men's Survivor Series, Keith Lee, AJ Styles, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and uh, Riddle versus KO, Jey Uso. Uh, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and is there still one more slot, spot to be determined? Yeah. Uh, who all did you say? <laughs> it, oh, everyone? on SmackDown. Yeah. SmackDown. SmackDown. I think they still have one more yeah. to decide. Um, I've been enjoying the Raw teams in fighting week to week. It's been quite will entertaining. You stop with the nicknames. <laughs> I, I kind of like my nickname. Skipper, Mongoose, Broly, and Fireface. <laughs> Don't uh, ever call them anything anything else. Um, can we get one Survivor Series team that likes each other? Just one time. Can the, can the can the bit about Survivor Series not be that they all hate each other? <laughs> like they all just walk in, like they're fist bumping. They're good to right. go. They're chi- they're chilling. They're jamming. Yeah. Uh, Personally, I believe this might be one they give to Raw. And I think that's because they're setting us up to think that the Raw team just will not be able to function. I think they're going to, like, accidentally win or something like that. You know, it's just going to be, despite their their infighting, somehow they actually pull it off kind of thing. I don't – I want the SmackDown team to win just for the sake of I can't do another year of Seth Rollins as the – the Saturday night savior or whatever. Cause that's what triggered the Monday night Messiah business is team raw lost last year. Oh really? And he came back. I was like, I'm going to make everything. I'm going to make raw great again. <laughs> um, and I know they're, they're shying away from, from that. They're, they're moving into something else, but I just can't, I can't deal with Seth Rollins in this character anymore. Well, good news. If you haven't heard Seth Rollins is taking a break. That's true. I did, I did so you won't that. have to deal with him for a while. Cause he's having a baby. I think it's, I think it's like three months he's taking off. So yeah, he's having a, he's having a little, <laughs> he's having a little yeah, baby. this has definitely been my least favorite version of Seth Rollins. Yeah. I enjoyed, um, the, 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 Oh, what's the, what was their, Tag team with Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. What was that? Uh, the Shield. Shield. Gosh, I couldn't remember you that. You forgot for life the me. Shield. I did. It's been a while, man. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed him in the Shield. I enjoyed him as a heel character with Triple H uh, under his wing for a while. I enjoyed him as like that semi heel, semi not heel, anti hero character for a long time. Uh, but this this Monday Night Messiah business has just been. Eh, I feel like he could do it well. 
I just feel like they've been focusing far, especially lately, far too much on this Rey Mysterio thing, which I hope is finally over. They build it last uh, SmackDown is this is the yeah. final confrontation, and they said yeah. it a thousand times. It better be, is all I'm saying. I'm just looking forward to the Buddy Murphy's dating a 19-year-old story to be over. I bet it'll be off TV now. I yeah. need it to I don't, be. I don't think we'll see him again. Because <laughs> I, I went, okay, well, maybe maybe Buddy Murphy's a lot younger than I thought he was. Maybe he's like 23 or 24. <laughs> nope, 32. Yeah. Um, which is well, well past. Ha! Woo! Sorry. Woo! Trying to stop <laughs> COVID. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, uh, Ric Flair walked in and sneezed in our office. That's what happened. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. It's another one. These are these are just matches. I'm not invested in who sure, wins. Sure, sure. I'm just invested in what they look like. I got you. All right. I, uh, but I, I would say, yeah, Raw takes you, it. You think Raw's going to take it? I think it? Raw takes but it. But you want SmackDown? I to want take SmackDown it. to win. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got the Raw or the women's championship matches. Oscar. Uh, the Raw Women's versus Sasha Banks. Um, I'm just glad that they're not going to be on the Survivor Series teams. Like they're in their own match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get to they get to do their own thing. <sighs> but it could be good. It's it'll be good yeah. because it's Oscar and Sasha Banks. Is there anybody coming after Oscar right now? I don't recall any. Like Carmella's no. actively coming after yeah. Sasha. No, because Sasha because she was. She was like double champion for she was she was yeah going over to SmackDown yeah and that was the last feud they had. so I don't I don't think I feel like it go one of two ways either Carmella causes Carmella maybe slash Bailey as well like a like they kind of tag team that thing that happened on uh, Raw or SmackDown sorry last week um, I think Carmella either causes Oscar to win by getting or no i'm sorry causes sasha to win by getting disqualified by attacking her or causes oscar to win by attacking her sneakily but either way carmella's getting involved Kaylee's, that's what i'm saying uh, carmella hmm, kaylee who's kaylee who is kaylee <laughs> i just said her name like four times i need answers <laughs> who is kaylee carmella's attacking somebody yes um but yeah. I, I i don't know which way i don't think it matters who wins no uh, this one not nearly as much as the the Roman Reigns right. Drew McIntyre. I think maybe Sasha's going to win because they're trying to push the fact that she she can hold on to the. I mean, I know it's not a title match, but I know they're trying to push the fact that she can hold on to the title and hold her own. Um, so I don't know. I feel like maybe she'll win. If not, this is an opportunity for her to, her to lose, but not lose the title. Yeah, and then come back stronger. Yeah. I'm looking Carmella, forward to Carmella so. coming back. I'm, I'm, I've missed Carmella. Yeah, I think Oscar has nothing to lose or gain with this match. Yeah, so it's all really comes down to Sasha Banks storytelling. She's still Oscar. <laughs> uh, this one I'm really looking forward to though. New Day versus Street Profits. It's just gonna be bananas. I want the smoke, man. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Oh my! I don't goodness. even care who wins. I'm just gonna have a good old time. I. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just can't. There's there's nothing to be said about it. I mean, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a blast. I feel it's, like the Street Profits will probably win because they're, they're on their upward track. Okay. You know, while New Day's been around a while. But then again, 
they might be trying to, you know, highlight, hey, even without Big E, this is still the New Day, guys. Look, they just won this match against the new up-and-coming hotness. So I don't know. I don't know. This is yeah. a hard one. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe uh, Big E costs New Day the match, and he oh. becomes a street prophet. Ooh. Because they've been trying to kind of recruit him. That because- would be heartbreaking, but visual dynamite. I'd be all in for it. Yeah. A Big E heel turn kind of thing. I think be, that's the best way to do it. Just that would do be a fun. Biggie heel turn. That would be fun. You I know, want that to kind happen. Kind of like now. a you abandoned me storyline. Right? Because <laughs> right? they've been doing nothing with Big E now. Yeah. They had this big thing and been hyping him up. He's going to be the next big uh, run, and he's been doing bits in the back. Yeah. Scamming we're people in, for cheap bets in the we're back in room. Cardigans. What the heck is going on? All right, uh, last match I have on here is Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. This is my pee break match. I don't care I, about this match. I want to care about Sami Zayn. I do Zane. too, but I don't. <laughs> I want to care about Sami Zayn, but there's just... And I used to, but there's just something about his matches lately. I don't know. It, he just comes out, he's always complaining about stuff. He always wins his... Every single match he wins is in a weird skeevy way. Um, granted, he did have that ladder match for the Intercontinental title that was amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I do care. He's, a, he's, I mean, they're both fantastic athletes, but they're also both heel characters right now. And so you kind of also just don't want either of them to win. I feel like he's also, <laughs> he's trying to, like, the way he dresses, because he puts, like, the Ranger cap on, he wears the green jacket. And I feel like he's trying to look like Che Guevara. Like the socialist leader of Cuba, <laughs> but he's he's a, he's a redheaded Canadian dude. So like, oh man, I don't yeah. I don't know. Um, I would say Bobby Lashley wins. Yeah, I would say the same thing. And Sami Zayn complains. Yeah, complains. Say it was a a cheat or a shoddy yeah. finish, something like that. I should never have been put in that match. <laughs> yeah, all this other stuff. So. Did we even have a contract? I don't remember I signing was, a contract, guys. I was I was not asked. Maybe you brought me that contract <laughs> when I was when you were giving away my title to somebody else. The title <laughs> I never lost. Yeah. Um but uh, then we have the Undertaker's, Undertaker's final fail, final fa- I can't say the, the Undertaker's final, final farewell, guys. Undertaker's final farewell, which uh, he's going to be there, and I'm assuming it's going to be the last thing that happens. Okay. But, uh, you know, this feels like this feels like every other big event that ever happens in WWE where they're building it up to be some big ceremony and then something screwy happens. Yeah. So imagine. Undertaker comes out there, he's giving this grand final speech, and in the back, and Sting comes down and points a bat at him. Imagine! Does he, does he come in from the rafters? I'd, I'd be all for it, either way. Do they still, <laughs> do, they still do that after Owen Hart? I don't think so. I think, they, I think everybody kind of stopped doing that after yeah. Owen Hart. 
Did you watch the, just a totally we're Go now we're it. talking about Owen Hart? Did you watch the uh, Dark Side of the Ring about Owen Hart? Not yet. Watch any to. of the Dark Sides of the Dark Side of the Rings are good. I have seen three um, of them. The one about Owen ones. Hart is really really good. Yeah, uh, I I recommend that one. Um, also, television you could watch. Um, <laughs> not just any television. Just, wrestling. Hey guys, television. if you if you like being entertained, there's Community like a whole, is a really good show. There's a whole um, genre. Of there's a the celebrity under undercover boss. Uh, Stephanie McMahon was on it. I saw that. That was and fun. And it was, it was fun. It was good. That was fun. Um, but, yeah, so it's a good pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I, think, I think it's going to be fun. Like I said, you know, it's, it's nice to just have one thing where stuff's not on the line before you really start in towards WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this pay-per-view, probably more than I have any since the pandemic started. Uh, with WWE, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for it. I'm all in. No, it's gonna be good. Um, uh, well, we, we, you know, we've had a lot of fun talking about. We've had fun talking about COVID. <laughs> if you don't who laugh, knew, you cry. Who right? knew? Who knew we would? <laughs> um, uh, but you know, we're we're glad that you tuned in once again. Um, if you're if you're listening here on LTN Radio, um, we're you're, we're here first. There's no other options on a Friday night. <laughs> other than us right here you get us you get the best music that you can find and in most areas you can listen to us and then go watch smackdown right afterwards exactly your whole night's planned <laughs> well, listen to us while you're watching smackdown <laughs> if you're in one of those areas where smackdown is airing uh at the same time but uh you know we're, we're excited to be here on ltn radio um and be sure to check out Everything that that Love Thy Nerd has to offer, there's all we are just one in a whole uh, slew of podcasts in the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. We are the best wrestling podcast in the pod in the Love Thy Nerd podcast network, no doubt. Um, <laughs> second on the list would be the pull list, but <laughs> just kind of by default. Um, uh, but be sure to check out everything that, that love thy nerd does, uh, online at lovethynerd.com. There's amazing articles, um, about all things nerdy, uh, as well as this show, as well as the poll list, as well as church nerds, as well as everything there. If you're a nerd, there's something for you here. <laughs> um, and if you would like to directly support the mission of Love Thy Nerd. Uh, you can become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd or even LTN Radio specifically. Um, you can visit lovethynerd.com slash give. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. And be sure to follow us on uh, all social media at two words LTN. That's T-W-O-W-O-R-D-S-L-T-N. I feel like those are two easy words for people to spell. <laughs> yeah, but I also didn't want people to put like the number two or true, true, T-O. True. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I don't want anybody getting confused. I want to make sure we're all good. I also was in the middle of that before I was like, am I spelling this correctly? <laughs> I can barely hear myself. Uh, but follow us at two words LTN and follow Love Thy Nerd at Love Thy Nerd, and that's across all social media. So no matter where you're at, just go up to the search bar, type in those, and you'll find us. Because we be there. Because we're there. Um, and stay tuned because uh, Matt and I have been talking about this podcast, and uh, coming towards the beginning of the year, uh, this is going to be the greatest thing that's ever happened in any media <laughs> ever. Um, so we have one more. 
Right. One more for this year. It's, two a, weeks, it's a go home podcast. Two weeks from now. Yeah. One more for this year. This was kind of like our our dark matches. Dark matches. So our early our early uh, uh, preview of two words. But yeah, hitting hitting January. We're gonna hit the ground running, 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 running. We got a lot of we got a lot of things we're planning. A lot of uh, we got some live streams we're planning. So maybe some watch alongs. Maybe you could watch WrestleMania with John and Matt. That would of. The Two Words Podcast. That would be dope. Who uh, else would you want to watch <laughs> WrestleMania with? And we've also got a uh, 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 a title belt. Oh, we got a title belt. A title belt we being title worked belt. on. It's going to be coming out. It's going to be really oh, cool. Oh, boy. So, yeah, we gotta, we're got we going to have a whole heck and ton of fun. Subsequently, we're going to have chair shots, I guess. <laughs> Goes along with the title belt. So uh, <laughs> stay tuned for that. Um, we're going to have live podcast we're gonna have watch alongs we'll be doing twitch um we're gonna be doing everything uh and we hope that that you're you're ready to buckle up and and get on the road with us but uh until then my name's still john his name's still matt and if you're not down with that well we got two words I'm the guy.